This audio contains discussion and depiction of violence, sexual assault, and sexual abuse. If you or a loved one are looking for next steps to move toward healing and freedom after experiencing sexual assault or abuse, we recommend reaching out to a trained Christian professional who can assist you. If you'd like someone to pray with you, please connect with our partners at stonecroft.org forward slash pray. Hi, I'm Liz Selzer, and I'd love to share a part of my story with you. Have you ever wondered what Dinah did while her brothers were seeking revenge? The story silences her. The narrator doesn't give her perspective. But for those of us who have been raped, our stories don't end quietly. Dinah had a decision to make that would shape everything that came after. And I have had to make that decision too. Not once, but twice. As the event of Dinah's rape happens in one verse, Genesis chapter 34, verse 2, it all happened to me quite fast, too. My mind trembles, remembering those details, a home invasion, the man with the crew cut and stained white t-shirt, his growling orders, the knife, my body invaded, my soul crushed. Afterward, I sat at the top of the stairs, holding my body tightly, rocking to the hum of a large floor fan. The night was hot and oppressive and time had just been suspended. My mind was crying out to God for help, for comfort, for safety, for peace, for strength. In the aftermath, God's words blanketed my heart. I'm leaving you a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is the gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. That's from John chapter 14, verse 27. And they were powerful words that comforted my trembling. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. From Psalm 23, verse 4, told me that God walked with me out of that dark valley and would help me re-engage. These words given to me by God got me through the next few days and weeks, and I tried to navigate this new life where I didn't feel whole or innocent anymore. The man said he'd come back if I told anyone about what he had done. So I feared for my family and for myself. The police were looking for him. I was clinging hard to otherworldly peace and comfort, the only kind that God can give. As time went on, I continued in my new reality. I faced a new and unexpected challenge. Was this gonna be the event that defined me? Was this who I was now, a victim, a survivor? Was my life ever going to be about anything else? How could I break out of this cycle of dwelling on difficult memories and grasping at straws of elusive control? How could I face the people I loved with the brokenness that I felt? How could I discover the hope I'd once had for my future? I needed to make a decision. It soon became apparent that in order to move forward, to live my life fully, I was going to have to break the bonds of fear and anger and shame that were threatening to consume me. I was going to have to forgive the man that raped me. How do you do something like that? I looked to mentors and friends for help and support. 
and significantly my mother, who continued to model forgiveness in her own life. If she could forgive those who hurt her so deeply, I knew she could help me break through this anger, fear, and oppression that I was experiencing. She could help me free myself through forgiving the man who had attacked me. We discussed forgiveness a lot in very raw and honest terms. How do you forgive the unforgivable? The answer we found was not in our power, but in God's. One day, God spoke to us, and we knew it was time. We knelt together and prayed to forgive the man. That moment was when I was set free. I no longer felt defined by this one event, but rather by the God who had led me through it. I realized that my mom also was free. I believe it is one thing to forgive those who hurt us. It is within our control to forgive the wrongs done to us. But I believe it's a greater challenge to forgive someone who has hurt someone you love. How can anyone do that without God's love? I didn't realize how hard this truth would hit me until I had a daughter of my own. My little beautiful girl was profoundly and systematically hurt by a family member starting from a very early age. My anger and pain for her was so powerful that I could not see a way forward. I could not see a way to forgive. But my mother's example broke through the darkness. Through her reliance on God's power to overcome, she modeled the way. Almost 30 years after my mother and I knelt to forgive the man who had hurt me, my daughter and I knelt to forgive the family member who had hurt her. Dinah likely had a decision to make too. While her brothers brutally revenged an entire community, I wonder what she decided and if she felt all alone. Forgiveness allows us to stand and help each other step into a new place of freedom. Let's take a moment to reflect. Have you ever needed to forgive someone in order to move forward with your life? What events and emotions led you to that point? Who supported you or modeled the way for you during that difficult time? Is there anything in your life now that keeps you dwelling on anger, fear, or oppression of any kind? What do you need from God to be able to forgive and move forward to a fuller life? Now let's take a moment to imagine. Picture either someone you forgave in the past or someone you need to forgive now. What does forgiveness look like? If you're picturing past forgiveness, what about your life changed once you forgave that person? If you're picturing future forgiveness, what do you think would change about your life if you were to forgive that person? Join the conversation at everywomans-story.com. Thank you.